And so we're live, and the madness, the madness continues. Live madness <laughs> in your face. Madness continues. Pandemia today, pandemia tomorrow, pandemia forever. Yes. To borrow the phrase from um, what was it called? A serious utopia movie, the dystopian movie. Um, the one with the chick. What's her name? Hunger yeah. Games. What? Wasn't Hunger it? Games. Hunger Games. Exactly. Pan Am today, Pan Am tomorrow, Pan Am forever. Yeah. It's like the. It's never ending. Mm -hmm. I think they really meant that it's clear now when they said <clears throat> the new normal. Mm -hmm. we're the world will never be the same again. If you think back to the first messaging yeah. in March 2020, it was totally over the top. Everyone was. I think even people who were feeling the hysteria and, and, and the fear of it were also troubled by the rhetoric about how this would be the worst crisis globally since well, World War Two. Yeah, it's still in process, though. I'm not sure if the world, if it's done, that the world would never be the same again. At least because of this, this pandemic business. Uh, in theory, I think a lot of people out there still think that that the world can go back to to normal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, if they. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how they can push. Obviously, they're trying. The way they could, the way what could happen that the world would never go back to normal is if they institute this kind of vaccine thing, uh, vaccine uh, discrimination or vaccine segregation, and that's permanent. You know, I mean, how they can do that long term, I'm not sure. I, so you still leave it open that they will actually drop this when it's clear it's not going anywhere. Well, I'm more concerned about the the knock on effects that they don't expect from what they have done and mm -hmm. their madness. Uh, that could lead to the world changing in, in, a, in a real, really dangerous and a really, really significant way, you know, <clears throat> because there are obviously there's effects on society. And I mean, there's if they push it for a lot longer, you know, significantly longer in the next year and stuff, um, then you could have some kind of uh, economic impact, you know, because they are clearly messing pretty seriously with, with the economy and with, uh, in, in that respect, with people's lives. Uh, jobs, businesses, all that kind of stuff. Supply chains. Yeah, I mean that's fairly fragile, you know, in a certain sense. And if you uh, if you mess with it too much, you could you could send it into a kind of downward spin that uh, would have long term effects that would cause a kind of uh, a situation where we're in a new normal that isn't isn't okay. as, isn't as good as the previous. Not normal. the new or, normal they intend. No, not right. not the one they intend. I, I think in, I don't think. The ones that are the, the people in power who are just pushing this don't really know what they're doing. They're they're gripped by kind of madness, you know. Uh, and they seem to be very sure of themselves that they do know what they're doing. Yeah, they just well they think, but that's a kind of madness where you think mm. that what you're doing is the absolute perfect best thing to do, and it's all going to work out fine. But you can't see the obvious negative side effects that, that could come up. I mean, that's just a crazy person, effectively. I mean, there's also dangers from the the way they're messing with <clears throat> people's immune systems and with uh, viruses and stuff um, in terms of the vaccination program, mass vaccination program with, you know, largely with experimental vaccines in the sense that these vaccines have not have, had FDA approval uh, and they have never been used on this scale on a human population before. So they're playing with fire in that respect because we'll get into that a little bit, a little bit later about the actual uh, uh, problems or potential serious serious dangers that that, that that presents down the line not for sure but it's certainly possibilities that's another way uh 
things could go really pear-shaped and you would have no a new normal, a really not very nice new normal uh, in the form of creating some kind of a, a real deadly pandemic. These people don't know what they're talking about when they talk about deadly pandemics, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, what we're living through now is clearly not a deadly pandemic in terms of the number of people dying or becoming seriously ill from this virus. And we've gone over this over and over again <clears throat> over the past number of shows uh, and that people it just seems to have been brushed under the carpet or left in the wake at this point for from last year from months ago but it's been well known and it's still true today that the people who are actually in danger from this virus are, are a very specific group of people um, and it's primarily the very elderly with immunocompromised or, or health compromised you know uh, comorbidities let's say uh, who are in very bad health and in end of life situations uh, the vast majority of the rest of the population who are healthy relatively healthy um, are not in danger from this from this virus you know um, they will they'd have and will recover nobody I don't, I don't understand how anybody can dispute that but it's like it's not that it's openly disputed but it's a they're acting as if it is, is it is in dispute they're acting as if it's not true that the vast majority of people are not in any danger from this virus. You know what I mean? How mm -hmm. can you, that's the only way you can explain this, that that's the way, that's the core of this madness is, is, is that they're acting as if it's, it's a kind of black death type of situation when the evidence in front of people's faces clearly shows that is not the case. Mm -hmm. And that's the core of the, the disconnect and the kind of like gaslighting and the, the confusion, the, the madness and, and the confusion. Yeah, and there's lots more and there's more and more confusion coming up as a result of that of that fundamental uh, lie that they're telling, essentially, where they're ignoring the reality and pushing some other fake reality, and it's causing a lot of confusion, and, and it's, it's manifesting in, in real-world problems for, the, the, the go for governments who are pushing this in terms of their narrative, as we'll see again um, as, as we go, go through the show. Well, you know, sure. the, the disconnect between... It's becoming more and more clear, and there's more and more disconnects between what they're saying, uh, what, what the... But, well, they're basically saying two different things. There's, from official sources, there's contradictory information coming out about vaccines and the effects of vaccines and all that kind of stuff. So we'll talk about that a little bit of that as well. But maybe to start, before we get into all the craziness, maybe we can just show that there is some sanity prevailing, at least among the population, in terms of protests for the third week running, at least in France and in probably most other countries, there have been uh, large protests of ordinary people who can see what's going on and under, and, and see things the way that we see them, which is really uh, evidence-based and fact-based perspective on the world. And there's a lot of people out there who still see that. And you have to remember that when you see these protests, that there's a general rule of thumb that you can multiply the number of people at a protest by 10. Who didn't attend. Yes, and who still but who, 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 sees who see and, and, and think the same way and support those protests. So, yeah... Protest. There's a. We'll have a series here of just. There's been main ones. There's been other ones in different different countries and stuff. But the main ones, and actually notably absent from them, is any protests in America. Have you noticed that, that there's been no mm. those kind of mass protests happening in America? Yeah, mostly in Europe. Yeah, but anyway, and notably France. So uh, yeah, let's just start the video on yeah on protests, and we'll go through them. We'll we can stop it here and there. Do we have no video? No audio? Uh, apparently not. Well, we don't need audio. Audio's good, though. I don't know why not. Note that off the bat they said thousands. Well, there's a little bit of audio. Oh, stop there. 
More like hundreds of thousands. Look at that guy. This is in France in Paris yesterday, 31st of July. He's got to make America great again. Hat on. I'm assuming he's a. I'm assuming he's a. He's he's a Frenchie, right? I mean, Probably. Yeah, but he all. It's also knows. It just stuck out for me because, I mean, I'm always worried of in protests. Not that this guy's accused of doing anything, but I'm always worried in protests of kind of like the the Asian provocateur types, you know, who be there to kind of very st- extreme, just stir it up and just inflame it a little bit and provoke mm-hmm. police into into actions and stuff, or for media optics in mm-hmm. order to demonize these kind of protests, which they have done already, as extremists, like we were you were talking about last week. Uh, for, right off the bat, it's far-right extremist protests right. again. And these are obviously not far-right extremists, except that this guy would be presented in that way because he's got a Mer- Make America Great a hat on, and he's, uh, he's French, presumably. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's also got Macron's head on a stick with blood coming out of his mouth and some kind of sticker on, the, on his forehead. So, you know, that's a pretty, you know, you could say that that... That might turn people off because, I mean, the vast majority of people are just protesting against the, the, the vaccination discrimination or vaccination apartheid angle that they're trying to push in France. But this guy is, you know, obviously calling for Macron's head on a stick and he's got to make America great, uh, make America great again hat on. I mean, yeah. that's whether or not he took that up himself and there's a real group of people who would do that. But he just stuck out for me as, a, as someone who is almost, uh, he could well be a member of... Uh, well, he's working for the government, basically, or a yeah. member of the police force, or a member of some group in France, because certainly every every government in these protests has has is taking the attitude of we need to demonise these protests, we need to make them look bad in the eyes of the rest of the population, so the rest of the population don't get the same, same ideas, or it doesn't spread to a greater number of people in the population. Yeah, and certainly and a guy like him with a Make America Great hat on and Macron's head in a stick uh, would could be used by the media. Yeah. An extreme example of that is the January 6th protest in Capitol Hill, right? Yeah. which turns into a, a riot in at Congress. Uh-huh. Um, and, but a more a sort of an in-between of the two were, reminds me of uh, the massive protests, million-plus people in Berlin last year, yeah. where the headlines only reported on a small group that, as the headline said, stormed the Reichstag. Mm-hmm. Now the Bundestag, the German Parliament. Yeah, they didn't really. It was a small group. They didn't get in to the ca- like they did at the Capitol mm-hmm. in January in the states, but the media headlines were, and the, these guys were waving QAnon flags, right? Confederate flags, yeah, similar type of, you know. Yeah. So let's just let's go back to the video there, and we'll carry on a little bit. Donc effectivement, on est en train de de, de créer une société d'apartheid. Donc euh, moi je pense que dans les pays des droits de l'homme et des citoyens, c'est absolument euh, impensable de, de faire ça. Donc euh, moi je suis là, euh, je suis descendu dans la rue, j'ai jamais manifesté de ma vie. Euh, là, là je pense que nos, nos, nos libertés sont gravement en danger. Et là, euh, ben, bien sûr, moi j'ai des enfants, j'espère bientôt que j'aurai des petits-enfants aussi. Et je me bats pour, pour l'avenir, pour nos enfants avant tout, et pour l'avenir des droits de l'homme. Ben, je me passerai de restaurant, j'en ai rien à foutre. Je vais pas, je vais pas vendre mon, mon âme pour un restaurant, pour, euh, pour un cinéma ou pour, pour des conneries. C'est tout. Nous, il y a beaucoup plus important que ça, c'est la, la liberté. La liberté, il n'y a rien au-dessus de ça. Et là, on a, commencé, on a commencé à perdre toutes nos libertés. Donc là, il faut que ça s'arrête. C'est tout. 
faut que ça se termine. Un point final à, tout, à toute leur folie. So all your, what you're reading on the text, the text there is all true. This part here, see this guy here and a few other people are kicking the media, the mainstream media, out from filming the protest. That's a mainstream media cameraman and group there. Because uh, they don't like him, they don't want him there, basically. Because they know that they misrepresent everything. No to the health passport. So this was uh, <coughs> this was in Paris yesterday. There was Marianne, the French symbol of the French. Uh, three right. of them actually. A symbol of the revolution. Of the revolution. And the woman earlier spoke about the the rights of the droit de l'homme. Yeah. France is the fountainhead, really, of the modern secular republic. Everywhere, the whole democracy stick mm -hmm. gets its birthright from, from the France. French Revolution. So. This is the tyranny of, 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 the, of democracy that you're seeing here, you know, of people expressing their democratic rights. It's, it's, it's tyrannical, according to some people. They won't do what they're told, because in a democracy you're meant to do what you're told, right? So, yeah, that's, that, that's from Paris today, and then I think we just segue straight into other protests that are a little bit more violent, um, because maybe if you just jump forward a little bit there, Scotty. Not to drag through all this. Uh, this is a more. This is later in the day at the protests. Same groups of people, but then later on, it kind of descends into kind of. Uh, as it did previous weeks, into kind of uh, water cannons and kind of pitch battles and stuff against with the police, although here the police are behaving themselves, so uh, and they have their helmets off, which is a good sign but yeah, they turn they turn kind of kind of violent, sort of violent pretty quickly uh, this is uh, Nice which is another very big city in France on the Mediterranean coast a lot of people there as well out in the streets it's 31st of July yesterday. Again, the refrain is liberty, which is, you know, again, <laughs> it's, fr yeah. This is Slovakia. It's pretty short. It's just uh, a video of a bunch of people out in Slovakia protesting again against uh, the kind of restrictions and, and attempted enforcement of of vaccines on pain of having your liberties denied. And this next one, this is Israel. Uh, again, don't know exactly the size, but there seems to be quite a lot of people there, and they're basically protesting the same thing. Uh, lockdown restrictions, basically infringement of people's civil liberties on the basis of not really a lot, as, we've, as we keep saying, uh, on, on very little justification. And then... Let's listen to this guy. So, just pause there. I'll give you some context. That this is a, new, uh, is a Sydney, New South, New South, New South Wales, um, which is um, which is the region in which Sydney, which is the biggest city, is about six million people, and Sydney is under serious lockdown right now. 
and this is the governor or whatever, something like that. Anyway, he's the he's the big chief, and his police chief behind him. And they're talking about this is a press conference where they're talking about uh, reporters are asking about uh, last week big protests uh, last last weekend in Sydney, not in Sydney, not this weekend, but last weekend, big protests kind of turned violent. Um, and they stopped them happening. They tried to have a, have the similar protests again yesterday uh, in Sydney, and the police put in a ring of steel and cordoned them off and stopped people protesting largely. But this, he's talking about investigating four... Just go back to the start. Can you go back to the start of that one? Just maybe three or four seconds. Let's hear that reporter question, yeah. On the investigation into four New South Wales health staff that may have attended... <laughs> For an investigation, he wants to know about an investigation of four New, New South Wales health staff. Any investigation into four New South Wales health staff that may have attended the protests last weekend? Sure, yeah, look, right. can I just say how disappointed I was as the New South Wales health minister to hear that uh, um, there had been, first of all, the, the protest itself, but secondly, the fact that four health staff would think it was appropriate to go to such a, uh, a demonstration. Um, investigations are currently um, continuing with uh, both health and the police. I understand there was uh, one paramedic and I think uh, two either assistants in nursing, nursing or nursing staff and uh, one other that I'm just not sure about at this stage. But the investigations are continuing. Um, obviously it's a, it's a fine line, isn't it? People you know, in democracy are entitled to demonstrate legally, but of course it wasn't a legal demonstration. It was absolutely not approved by the police. Um, mm -hmm. It has uh, consequences both under the public health orders. And Not approved by the police, so it's illegal. So the police are continuing the investigation as well. Minister, have you got any information to suggest that anyone with COVID actually attended those marches? Um, what we know, and we said this yesterday, is that uh, one gentleman was stopped by the police. We did, we did an amazing job last week under terrible circumstances. Um, but one gentleman was stopped at the central station and uh, turned around. He was given a $1,000 infringement. Um, and he, uh, it appears, did actually comply with the police order. And I thank him for that. I thank those who saw that they were doing the wrong thing and followed police instructions. Um, and as far as I'm aware at this point, uh, unfortunately, he did test positive. But we believe he did not actually go to the demonstration. So at this point, right. the investigations are continuing. Pause it there. Or stop there. That's the end, basically. So basically, let's just can I clarify something first? That the protest turned violent. The police started breaking the protest. Oh. Right. Yeah. 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 But the point I want to make there is that they're investigating four health staff for attending the attending uh, the, the protest last weekend. Four health staff. It's just horrible, apparently, that any health staff would go anywhere near protests, and therefore they need to be investigated. And they they, they talk about possible criminal. Um, prosecutions against four members of that health staff. The rest, you know, health staff are supposedly held to a higher standard. But like, I mean, an example there, when you saw in the previous video in France of uh, of the, the guys in the, in, the, in the protest kind of basically kicking out the, the media, that's an example. That media right there is the same around the world. All of the media around the world, the mainstream media, are in the same boat because the girl opens up with, so can you give us any information on the four health, four members of the health staff who were attended this rally, you know, about the, the investigation into them and what we're going to do about those people? I mean, the media are just parroting what the government says and, and not only parroting it, but they're encouraging the government in these repressive moves. Like the, the, the media are, you know, giving, giving an opportunity for the, 
the government or, and, and the police or whatever to, to, to talk about how horrible four health workers were for going to a protest against obviously uh, draconian and unnecessary uh, government restrictions on their liberties, right? And then the, the next guy then talks about one guy uh, or didn't not the, the next reporter chimes in and says, "So did he, uh, or, or did um, is there any information on whether or not the person, uh, anyone at those protests had COVID?" Yeah, the guy doesn't even know what he's fucking talking about. Yeah, had COVID. What the hell does he mean? COVID is the disease. If you've got a disease and you've got COVID, you don't. You can't even. Use, I've talked about this before. You can't even. Use, these people can't even use the right language. They don't understand what they're talking about. COVID is a disease and it has symptoms. You're probably not going to go to a, a mass march demonstration if you, quote unquote, have COVID. So the, the, the kind of premier guy of, of New South Wales then has to kind of correct him and says, well, yes, uh, there was one guy out of maybe, you know, 30, 40,000 people, there was one guy that we somehow apprehended on the way to the protest and we gave him a fine. And, and then, I don't know, he says he tested positive, tested positive after, afterwards, right? Mm. So the idea is, did anybody test positive at those demonstrations? I.e., does anybody have the virus in their body? I mean, it's so massively oversimplified yeah. that... So the reporter's question was, what if there was someone at that mass protest last weekend in Sydney who had the COVID? Right. Would that have, like, made everybody there die? I mean, could that person have been responsible for everybody? Dying? Fucking everybody has COVID antibodies in their body at that protest. Yeah. And therefore, all of them can test positive. So when you go and get every single person who was at the protest, test them all, find out that all of them have COVID antibodies and or, or have some remnant of the virus in their system, and then what? Say that they all infected each other or something? The, the narrative around this, and this the, the yeah. level of discourse around this from the media, from the scurrilous bullshit media, is so inane. It's so bad. And so ignorant. It's <clears throat> ridiculous, you know? So, uh, so yes... The mainstream media getting the fish. Uh, it's not just the mainstream media who deserve the fish, though. Do you remember the juice media? Yeah. The juice media is uh, kind of a <clears throat> mostly online social media. Australian uh, one. Australian the... collective. They post satirical videos. And the, <clears throat> the setup is nearly always, it's an Australian government ad, but a fake one. Uh, so they'll, over the years, they've mocked the Australian government's stance on its involvement in America's wars in the Middle East, uh, treatment of people like Assange, mm -hmm. taking up, you know, good causes, scandals, and stuff like that. Well, the juice media, while this, the strictest lockdown conditions on the earth are taking place in Australia, put out their funny satirical ad this week in which they satirized the Australian government for, quote, effing it up right. and letting, quote, those people escape the hotel quarantine camps, but we won't call them camps. Mm -hmm. They're hotels, right? And that was their ha-ha-ha attacking the government from the left. Right. That's how bad it is. Right. The alternative media in Australia is criticizing, is criticizing the government for not doing enough. 100% in on the bullshit. It's criticizing the government they for not see. doing enough. Yeah, for not restricting people's yeah. freedoms enough. That's what it comes down to. That's yeah. how stupid those people are. Uh, go to the CNN. Let's go to CNN here because CNN is always good for a laugh. Um, the, the, the one with the video on it, Scotty. Um, CNN website, yep. Title, can you do something about stubborn, unvaccinated people? Yes, you can, says CNN, and here's their little video report. <laughs> 
the stakes of this seem so different to different people. 36-year-old Michael Burns is angry, not because he contracted COVID, but how and why he got it. But before we get into it, we the Los Angeles YouTube host lives in a state with one of the highest vaccination rates in the country. At least 75% of Californians have had a single dose. But like much of the country, health officials say vaccine holdouts are causing a spike here with the highly transmissible Delta variant. And that has Bullshit. led to widespread frustration among those who have gotten their shots. You know, there are people who have been flaunting um, not being vaccinated or not wanting to be vaccinated in both Los Angeles and Southern California more generally. Mm. And it's extremely frustrating. Michael says he'd been cautious during the whole pandemic. In April, he got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. But two weeks ago, he and at least three friends came down with the virus after attending a crowded maskless concert, which became a super spreader event. Super spreader. We're thinking, I got vaccinated. I can go everywhere without a mask. Things are fine. It was kind of our first big you know, social outing since we'd all been vaccinated. First concert, you know, any of us had been to in a year and a half. And definitely at a point where I think we were all feeling like things were getting slightly more safe and normal. A few days later, he came down with minor symptoms. First testing negative, then the symptoms worsened and got tested got again with the positive result. He's now recovered. California <laughs> is open again. <sighs> Recover from the Last month, with the confetti minions. flying, California Governor Gavin Newsom heralded a new day for the state's 39 million population. Six weeks later, the state, along with much of the nation, finds itself in a different spot. Oops. Last month, California hit a low of around 1,200 hospitalizations. Today, there are nearly 4,000. And state health officials say more than 90% of California's population are living in an area with substantial or high levels of transmission. Right now, over 90% of the people who are currently hospitalized with COVID, over 90% are unvaccinated. And more than 97% of the people dying from COVID are unvaccinated. As I've yeah. said many, many times before, you'll either get the vaccine many... or COVID. And I'll tell you which one of those can kill you. There's no joy. Yeah. I'm not joyous anymore. The euphoria okay. felt just go, weeks ago. Go, let's go back to Newsom there. A few seconds. I mean, there's so many lies, it's hard to keep up with it, right? First of all, the guy who, like, got sniffles, he's, like, he's furious. He's angry because he got some sniffles because his vaccine didn't work. But they're blaming it on unvaccinated people, which is not true. I mean, th this, is, this, is, this story is from today. And yet... See, I don't know if C CNN itself has put out information about the fact that the, uh, from the, you know, relating information from the CDC that vaccinated people spread it as much as unvaccinated people. So they're, they're passing out lies all over the place. They're trying to say that the problem is that unvaccinated people are spreading it. And this guy thinks he got his, he got his, uh, he had his Johnson Johnson shot, but then he, uh, and he thought he was fine because he went maskless to a concert. And, but then he got some sniffles and, uh, and it's because all these people he presumes were at the concert with him were unvaccinated, except 75% of the population in, um, in Los Angeles, in that area in Los Angeles, have been vaccinated, right? So, ah, but that other 25%. But, right, that other 25%. But no, the CDC itself has said that people who are vaccinated spread it as much as unvaccinated people. So what's he going to do? Who's he going to blame? But apparently he can blame uh, unvaccinated people anyway and, and ignore the science, basically, right? Go back to Newsom there for a second. Uh, just the bit, yeah. Now over 90% of the people who are yeah, currently how many? hospitalized... 90% of how many? Over 90% 
are unvaccinated. Very few. And more than 97% of the people dying from COVID yeah. are unvaccinated. 97% of half a dozen. Many times What's before, that? Five and a half? Vaccine or COVID, and I'll tell you which one of those can kill you. Yeah. There's Stop. no joy. You can get the vaccine or COVID, and I'll tell you which one of those will kill you. Right. Go on, tell me which one will kill me. The vaccine. And who are you talking to? Well, who, who's he talking to? Will kill you, the general population. He's talking to the right. entire population of California. Right. He's the governor of California. He's saying, I'll tell you which one will kill you. So what you're saying, COVID will kill me? Let's go. Do we need to go back to the statistics that we've been putting out for forever at this point and that are available for everybody, that this virus does not kill? Or you take it from any any any. Anybody who's had the balls to basically stand up and say it, any head of government or any, any uh, surgeon general or any uh, chief medical officer of any government who has said from the, almost from the very beginning, from May last year, May 2020, that the vast majority of people are not in danger from this virus. So Newsom, the big douchebag, stands up there and says, I'll tell you what will kill you. It's not the vaccine. It's the virus. No, kill who? Yeah. Who? You? You mean everybody in California? That's what she's trying to convey. Yeah. But it's lies. It's bullshit. It's yeah. complete and utter patent, provable yeah. bullshit. It's point north three of the Where's my fish? population. It's right in front of you. Just that's that. It wasn't actually Newsom, but Newsom was before. No, sorry, the other guy. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, he's a politician who's, yeah. he's representing who's able to get away with saying that kind of thing. Yeah, because Rapid. that's that's what the plan is to get everyone vaccinated, regardless. Right. Apparently. Yeah. So jump to, just on this topic, actually, go back to that video. I haven't done with CNN yet. <laughs> this one, I, this girl woman's going to talk some shit as the well. Euphoria she's, felt she's not joyous ago anymore. Well, get over it. I do think it's disappointment because it was a time for people to come together and they're yeah, not. Yeah, it was actually. And You're not. Disappointed and scared. Yeah, you know, right, stay that way. The case is yeah. causing worry Won't about school and Make office the reopenings and many of the vaccinated fearing for their children who are too young to get the shot. I feel like there's been enough time for everyone to, to learn the stakes of the pandemic and I find it frustrating to see that people There's been plenty of time of for you to getting vaccinated get a, as, as, as something that's responsible to do as a member of a community and yeah, to approach health in a community yeah. where they're just Thanks thinking for about your service. it as a, <laughs> you know, in, in really selfish terms. Joe. Yeah, so he's selfish. a hero. Go he's ahead, a he's hero. a hero. But so that's the end. Move on to the next, very next video. That one, yeah. The canary in the coal mine. This is straight followed on from the three. Canary in the coal mine, an outbreak in a popular vacation destination. 469 state residents infected, largely by Delta. And most of those testing positive, fully vaccinated. Stop. The cluster. This is coming from CNN. Follow if you have it's autoplay automatically from one video to the next. Mm -hmm. The previous video you had CNN allowing a guy without fact checking it, allowing a guy to say and explicitly that the problem, the reason he got COVID again, i.e., a couple of sniffles, and the reason why all these people are in hospital well, actually, not all these people, they don't tell you how many people, they just tell you lots of people uh, is because of unvaccinated people. And then the very next video, the first in the first ten seconds, they they carry a report that an outbreak in a certain place, wherever it was in the U.S., of COVID was among vaccinated people. Right. Yeah. 
So but, how, how do you, how, what, do you do, what do you do with that information? What does anybody do with that information? Why would you take any of this seriously? Clearly, the only conclusion you can draw is they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. That's not just CNN. Obviously, they're, obviously, people on the street have no idea what they're talking about. CNN has no idea what they're talking about. And apparently, the CDC also has no idea what they're talking about because up until, uh, up until this week, basically, the problem was unvaccinated people. Now it's not because you're seeing a lot of evidence or reports coming in or studies being done showing that vaccinated people, the majority of vaccinated people in outbreaks, or sorry, the majority of people with quote-unquote COVID, whether that means in hospital or tested positive, are vaccinated. Therefore, it's not unvaccinated people who are spreading anything. Um, To play devil's advocate, I think what I'm hearing from them is, ah, yes, that's true, but you're still far less likely to end up in a hospital if you are vaccinated. You'll get COVID, but it'll be sniffles, like uh, frat boy there complained about. Yeah, but, well, they don't say that explicitly, but that's, that's kind of irrelevant. It's none of their business whether or not I want to take the risk of getting COVID. The whole point about this, the whole point of, the whole narrative behind pushing vaccines on people is because if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to spread it. What other reason could there be? I mean, the, the, the state doesn't care. The state has always always taken the approach that if people don't want to uh, take some kind of a medicine that the state or science or whatever says could prevent them from dying or becoming sick, then that's up to the individual. They've, they haven't changed on that officially anyway. So their narrative, the official reason can only be for pushing vaccines on people is or mandating them is because they are in some way a danger to other people. If you're unvaccinated, you're a danger to other people. If you're unvaccinated, you're the one who's spreading it. Yeah. Therefore, that's not, but that's not true. Not true. So. But they're going with it. They're going with it in the same week that they're admitting that it's not true. The CDC actually changed. That's why it announced the mass mandate this week. Yeah. Um, well, it's more than that. It's like, they're, yeah, they're telling vaccinated people they need to wear masks. Yes, everyone. Yeah, because it, you're not protected, basically. And it's not from unvaccinated people. It's just that our vaccines don't work. They haven't come out and said that, but the implication is our vaccines don't work, don't protect you enough. Yes, that's the implication. But, but like I said, they're holding on to the last thread <clears throat> to fall. This could change next week. During the next show, this could have gone. The last thread that I'm hearing is that, but they do because they reduce hospitalizations and therefore deaths. Everyone will still be spreading it, vaccinated, unvaccinated, it's true. But it's still worth it because you're still less likely to die. Who's still less likely to die? You. Everyone. That's Everybody. The that's the message. But that's not true either. It's not true because statistically there's only a small a tiny, portion, a tiny portion of the population who's at risk right. of developing serious disease and dying. But the messaging hangs on to the thread. <clears throat> so Remember what, at the beginning of this, in, in so when you latest 2020, Moderna explicitly claimed in its application and its success in being granted an emergency application to push this out into the market, yeah. explicitly claimed that their vaccine would prevent infections. Yeah. That's how it was at the start. It's slowly been dialed right. back. Okay, now and it's not it doesn't prevent infections. Now it prevents you getting in the hospital. And you know why? And hospitalization will go up. And I bet there's, in the next week we'll be discussing how actually it just marginally helps you from not dying. Right. Yeah, yeah. But again, it'll be you. And we'll be back to square one, first week of March 2020, when the entire messaging was you 
we, all of us, are at risk of dying mm-hmm. if we don't do something right now. Two weeks to flatten right. the curve. Right. We'll have come full circle and the, all they'll be left with is the initial messaging and their hope, their fervent hope that people are, enough people are still afraid enough of the risk of dying, even though in the 18 months in between it's become statistically and Everyone has said it. Fauci has said it. Everyone, the, the, the UK guy, the Chris Whitty, has mm-hmm. said it calmly and patiently mm-hmm. at his press conferences in London, week after week. I just want to, he adds it on at the end of every spiel. I just want to remind everyone that mm-hmm. statistically only a tiny portion of the population is at risk mm-hmm. from complications right. and or dying from COVID. Right. So those people might need a vaccine. They might want to take a vaccine if they choose. They've heard it over and over again. <coughs> Anybody who is scared of, of, of dying or being hospitalized with, with, as a result of contracting this virus have heard that the solution is to get a vaccine. And I assume at this point they've taken it. End of story. Yeah. Because there's no other reason to force it on people. Well, you shouldn't be forcing it on people. You're offering it to people. You're giving them a free choice. They're, you're convincing them as much as you possibly can with your government messaging and your media 24-7 telling people about the dangers of this and, and, free ice and giving them free ice creams along with a free vaccine in many cases. In all cases, really. Free They're vaccine, free, yeah. right? So that's it. That's the end of the story. What, what, is, there, is there an argument for mandating vaccines and for forcing people who have decided, well, you know, thanks for the offer, but I don't think I need it. What's the narrative? Or what's the justification for dragging those people in, as some people have suggested, in handcuffs and forcibly injecting them? What's the, what's the justification? There is no justification there anymore. There isn't a scientific one, but there is a messaging one. And we heard, <clears throat> we heard one of those mass LA women say it, um, but we're all in this together, or we ought to all be in this together. Having made that choice, I expect others to follow me in that choice. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's limited in her powers to force others to do it. Yeah. But there are people like her with a lot of power and they're currently exercising it across the board to make everyone be in this together. Right. Be like ration, the rationale for it, well, we can discuss it because we're going to have to guess it. We're going to have to go conspiracy theory mode and start guessing it because it mm-hmm. isn't on paper anywhere yeah and where it is it's immediately contradicted by the subsequent video in the case of cnn and other media outlets or in the next press statement from a government official yeah or on the same day two government officials one over here in this building and one over here in that building saying exactly the opposite thing right yeah it'll uh, hopefully it'll all just descend into farce and people just walk away from it and and put it behind them but i mean just go to the go to the tab uh, the med uh, rx iv um Dot org. It's on those three at the end uh, that we were talking about. Study. Yeah. There you go. That's just to validate what we're saying. Vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals have similar viral loads in communities with a high prevalence of the SARS-CoV-2 Delta variant. Um, we find no difference from the... It's, it's further down, but I can read it. We find no difference in viral loads when comparing, comparing unvaccinated individuals to those who have vaccine breakthrough infections. Individuals with vaccine breakthrough infections frequently test with viral loads consistent with the ability to shed infectious viruses, i.e. when you've got your vaccine, you are shedding the virus as much as people who are unvaccinated, i.e. you're a typhoid Mary too, so stop pointing your finger at unvaccinated people and saying that they're spreading anything. You're spreading as much as you can and you're too much of a dipshit to know it. End of story. End of story. 
Uh, I, I, well, go to CNN. Go to the. It might be on the same around the same tab. Uh, CNN on the image, Scotty. Um, with a guy in front of the train station. It's probably an image alongside that somewhere in the list. Yes. No. Uh, Vaccination is not. Well, that's there. That one. Vaccination alone. This is CNN. The same people who are putting out, you know, two days ago. So putting out this before they put out that report, where they allowed some guy to say that these unvaccinated people are spreading it, uh, and that vaccination is the solution. Two days before that, CNN have this this from Twitter. Well, it's actually an article. Vaccination is not enough by itself to stop the spread of the variant, study finds. Vaccination alone won't stop the rise of variants and, in fact, could push the evolution of strains that evade their protection. That's exactly what Geert van den Bosch, well, the Dutch guy, was exactly. warning months ago. The problem here, and this is what we were talking about earlier on in the show, is the problem here is that actually vaccinating someone, vaccinating large numbers of people, with, particularly with the mRNA vaccines, but with any vaccine, in the middle of a pandemic when a, when a virus is spreading widely, you know, widely and... And mutating quickly. And mutating quickly. That vaccine... It's called, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I suppose, I think they call it vaccine challenge. Anyway, it's basically challenging the virus. It's kind of like, like we were saying last week about... It's anti- playing anti- chicken anti- with Antibiotic the resistance where you push, yeah. you try to wipe it out when it's, when there's, when there's a lot of presence of the virus amongst the population. You vaccinate everybody to try and kill it off when it's at its kind of like strongest or it's in, in, in most people and it has much more opportunity to mutate and the really dangerous thing and people have talked about this and this isn't just off the top of my head this is science as well because i think we have a we might have a a, a tab or a video on that or sorry a, an article on that as well on, on this idea but it's basically that when uh with mrna vaccines you basically are increasing or there's a, definitely a possibility to what extent you don't know because all of this is so, so unknown because when you're vaccinating billions of people, you don't know what's happening in the... Uh, when you're vaccinating billions of people with a, a new technology, let's say, that hasn't been tested before on large numbers of people with, i.e. mRNA vaccines, <clears throat> you are running the risk. You don't know what level of risk, but you're running a risk of other viruses within your body taking up that RNA, basically, that expresses the spike protein and supercharging otherwise normal viruses and creating a real pandemic. So, I mean, it's not just that... The danger here is not just that people who have been vaccinated are... Or the situation is not just that people who are vaccinated are in are no better off than people who are unvaccinated, but that people who are vaccinated, one of them, all it would take would be one of them, among the billions probably at this point, or hundreds of millions anyway, <clears throat> to be like a, a kind of an incubator for a new strain, not necessarily of SARS-CoV-2, but of a new strain of virus that incorporates the spike protein that everybody's effectively being injected with. A real typhoid Mary then. Yes. So these vaccinated people could be a clear and present danger to the rest of the human race, basically. Or actually, if we go to this, and this is... There's a, there's a, I think I sent you, Scotty, about a, a third. It's the MSN News London uh, tab. It was probably close to the same one we were just looking at, msn.com. Yeah, future COVID variant that could kill one in three is realistic possibility, Sage warns. Now they call it a COVID variant, 
but they don't really know what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> but so you could put this down as scaremongering, more scaremongering, well, in order to get, the, get the people to, One to, to, three to, to take the vaccine. But that's a real possibility, and I think that's where they're coming from. They may be kind of like hedging their bets or covering their ass in a certain sense because behind the scenes, deep in the bowels of some kind of government lab somewhere, some research facility, they know that there is a possibility, like I've just been saying, that this mass vaccination of people with experimental mRNA vaccines could create a recombination situation down the line where you would get... Uh, an otherwise normal virus or relatively benign virus of which there are millions in people's bodies uh, could uptake the spike protein as a result of the basically the, the mRNA that people are being injected for, to produce the mRNA that instructs your your cells to 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 produce the pro, the spike protein that and that both of those processes happen inside your inside your cells right so. Uh, the mRNA is taken up into your cell, but inside that cell there are other viruses invading your cells all the time and trying to use your cells' uh, uh, kind of reproductive mechanism to reproduce themselves. So you could get a situation, and it's well known, if anybody wants to look it up, you can look up that idea of recombination. It's well known for a long time that that can happen. So you can have a, a, an otherwise normal virus within, within your cell that's doing its normal replication thing, and at the same time you have the spike protein, the RNA for the spike protein in there, and those two can combine and create a pretty dangerous new virus that um, that nobody has any immunity to, or only the very strong will survive. That's a possibility. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm saying that's a possibility, and it, and it piques my interest when I say when I see the the Brits, the Sage Committee, talking about a possible future mutant strain killing one in three people. And do they clarify that that could be the result of evolutionary pressure? Yes. Right. I, we Sage would like to warn everyone out there, you, one in three of you could soon die because of what we Sage offered slash forced all of you to do. Mm -hmm. I, I have to ask, is this intentional or something? I think there's, I don't know. The, 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 the most, the strongest driving force here. I mean, greed is an obvious one. You've mentioned it a few times. Mm -hmm. What is it? Pfizer announced $33 billion in profits in 2020 mm -hmm. last week. Um, greed to the point of killing off the cash cow? I don't know. They'd, I think we have a problem here in, in society in that it's, uh, the people in, in charge don't care. They're so off the leash that they really do not care. They're so enmeshed in their own little bubble. Uh, of power and, and control that they simply are not considering any of the the negative outcomes of what they're doing. And when, if and when something like that happens, or whether it's like we were saying, whether it's a financial or, or, or medical or a health situation that's a real problem, a real pandemic, they'll just... Well, certain, well, certainly they won't take any responsibility for it. They'll spin it. They have the media behind them to spin, like we've been saying, spin it whatever way they want. The media just... It's just a... An echo. It's a fifth. What are they, don't they call it the fifth arm of government, basically in the US? Like it's basically, it's just, it's just the mainstream media is government propaganda. Yeah. They do nothing to question government, government official government dictates or official government messaging. They do nothing to question. It. Yeah. So what, what's the what's the point of them? You know what I mean? It's just a, it's just a it's a loudspeaker for for government officials. I mean, it's just a way to broadcast government messages. Yeah. And you think, and you th does anybody have any doubts about government, about people in government and what their intentions might be? If you do, 
then you clearly should have doubts about what you read in the media because the media is simply a spokesperson for the government at this point. Show me any evidence that evidence that it's not. Yeah. I'm amazed I'm amazed that there even are people like this guy in California, you know. I mean, you know, you have this article that says Sage says one in three people, oh my god, variant, probably everybody's gonna die, right? And then you look at the this lovely you know, Johns Hopkins, look at official data, right? How many people have actually died? Four point two million. 7.8 billion people in the world do a quick calculation. 0.05% of the population have died. 0.05, yeah. And what we were told is basically at the beginning of COVID, mm-hmm. oh my God, you're all going to die. We were told the exact same things. One in three people are going to die. 20, up to 50% of the population could die. Like, you're mm-hmm. all going to die. Mm-hmm. And of course, 0.05% of the population died, right? So how, how can you have even, I don't even understand how you can have people like this guy in California freaking out because if you simply look at the numbers, yeah, it's obvious that for whatever reason, it was not like a big deal. Yeah. It, yeah. The elderly die, people with pre-existing conditions, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, I mean, of course you have all these protests and everything, but I don't know why more people aren't going, hang on a minute, like, this just doesn't make well, any logical sense. That's what we were talking about yesterday was uh, that it's it's a real revelation that's been useful uh, in a certain sense, even though it's ridiculous and bizarre, and we live in bizarre world now where nothing makes any sense and governments are doing bizarre things and, and tyrannical things, but um, it's been useful at least in the sense that it has revealed just how stupid so many people that we share this planet with are. I mean, the, the level of ignorance is is astounding and it's and, and it's it's probably relative to the the level of intelligence that before now we projected onto the people that we share this planet with that all of them at least have a bit of rational rationale or a bit of sanity ability to kind of you know think critically and to to call call out bullshit when they see it and this has shown that there's well I don't know but certainly nowhere near as many as we thought had any sense actually have any sense yeah and they can do nothing but just listen to whatever the government says and then just say yes we should uh, do what the government says and they have no skepticism they haven't got one skeptical bone in their bodies they'll sit at like before now they'll sit at home and criticize the government yeah a bunch of money grabbers and a bunch of this you know that no problem doing that in good times whenever they have evidence that's probably the case on a on a large scale that's directly having an impact on their lives suddenly they can't say that anymore suddenly they can't apply the logic that they used before which means it was probably only lip service here. They're just criticizing the government because they want to vent about something or whatever. But they don't really believe that. They don't really believe that the government is full of a bunch of money-grabbing crooks. Yeah. Because if they really believe that, they wouldn't be listening to a word they said, especially in the context of all the bullshit, the verifiable bullshit that they see coming out of government right now and the media, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think at this point we need a word from our, from the one man we can rely on. To talk about a sense. Oh, clearly you're talking about... Of course, you know who I'm talking about. The leader of the free world, Sleepy yes. Joe. What does Sleepy Joe have to say this week? He's going he's gonna to just give us a, a, you know, a couple of words, a few words, just to... Calm, calm the masses. Calm the masses and to bring some sanity to the whole situation. Joe, what's going on? Must it be What must be what? There needs to be a pathway for citizenship. Whether it can be an immigration remains to be seen. Must it be a reconciliation? 
What must be what? Yes, indeed. Thank you, President Joe Biden. He didn't say... He, he didn't actually say, walked no, he, up. He did. He didn't say that. He did. And it's been shown from other angles. Definitely said it. Did he not just say, what, 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 what? No, it's... He said, my, my butt's, butt's been, been wiped. wiped. I don't know. What must be what? My butt's been wiped. No, uh, it sounds like he said that, and I wouldn't put it past him, but he I'm didn't. not sure he actually said that. He did. He better not have said that. No, there's, there's actually, uh, the video's uh, from, the, uh, from someone holding the camera at the other angle. It's clearer, like there's less background noise. Yeah. And he walks up, and the lip sync is perfect. My butt's been wiped. Well, it's a useful contribution to the, to the discourse. Like, I mean, uh, it's good to know that, that the leader of the free world butt's you know, been wiped. We had four so. years of... Biden type supporters, whatever, supporters of the status quo, never Trumpers, bitching and whining about how unpresidential Donald Trump was. Yeah. Yeah. And the US president can, in the space of 10 days, say things like last week, yeah. off the cuff with Mark to a reporter after the CNN town hall. Yeah. What was he said? He said, well, well whenever you want to talk to children about... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, he, he fired back over talk a question here. Do, do Republicans believe that us Democrats suck the blood of young children? That was that one. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit unpresidential. Uh, it's also a bit unpresidential yet for him to just ramble incoherently. You know, and when you think of president, especially, or of any country, I suppose, president of America, you don't... It's not strongly strongly associated with uh, him going. <clears throat> when you want to tell children about the ask ask the aliens and and and, 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 and uh, that's that's not presidential, yeah. But whatever people can have whatever present they want, and but I don't know. Big problem in all of this is that people are basically ignoring reality, you know, and they're 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 denying, they're keeping their heads down, and they're living in their little bubbles, and they don't see what's going on. They can't call it for what it is and recognize well, it. I want to go back to your earlier point about one of the most important things people have to really viscerally grok these last couple of years is that there are fundamental differences between people. Um, we've kind of all got along thus far because we tend to project strongly, in fact. We don't just tend to, we do. Our default is to project onto others our internal landscape. This has shocked them into realizing, hang on, that may not be a useful maxim through which to live and see reality. Um, that guy, the LA rock concert attendee, mm. it opened and CNN helped frame the situation for him. They described him as being terrified or extremely worried. And angry. And ang angry. It, his internal state he doesn't he's not angry at all he doesn't have anger he's he's only thimble deep for him there's no he seamlessly transitions into this new normal mm -hmm. and, and and he's just going well how come everyone isn't coming with me i mean why wouldn't you the sun rises the sun sets there's no difference for him between today and yesterday mm-hmm Oh, on the narrative, yeah, he sees that the world has changed in that, oh, we have new things to do and there's there's a pandemic going on. But internally, there's zero shock for him. Oh, there's only the kind of faux, a kind of low-level shock that mm -hmm. everyone isn't like me. Mm -hmm. But that's because he, by default, also projects onto everyone else that we're all essentially the same, aren't we? Yeah. 
we're not. And it's 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 been building up. It's not just COVID that exposed this. Think of if you could boil all the um, if you could boil the entire um, gender bender um, identity politics culture wars down to one essential point that was hit uh, over people's heads year after year in the build-up to COVID. It's that the D word became evil. Discrimination. Mm -hmm. Discrimination this, discrimination that, discrimination evil. And it wasn't just about um, the relations between the outward appearance of different people or even the political beliefs of different peoples. It was discrimination across the board. Do not discriminate, was the message. Mm -hmm. Never do not discriminate between this and that. Mm -hmm. We're all the same. We're all the same. But I think it was broader than that. The point was never discriminate, never discriminate what the government has said. Never discriminate what yeah. the media has said. Never look at something and go, I wonder if it is actually that. What if I break it down into its well, component parts? You're, you're actively, psych psychologically, you're discriminating your world and you're adding, you're giving you're it a value. Yeah. Do I believe this or not? Maybe I do. I'll wait and see. Or maybe I'll look for more information. Maybe I'll go around and ask my peers what mm -hmm. they think about mm -hmm. this thing. Mm -hmm. This is all the act of discriminating, mm -hmm. giving a name to things in your world. It's not just people. It's uh, objects. It's the weather. It's yeah. the, what the government says. It's everything. meaning and value and truth or falsehood to, to, to different things, you know? And that's thinking for yourself. That's the human ability to think and, and navigate in, in, in life and in, in their reality successfully. No. And they want people to stop doing that in, in preference or in deference to government. The government should do that for yeah. you. And the media, obviously, as we say, is the spokesperson of government. So you should basically only get your information and your thinking and what you believe and what's right and wrong from the media. But discrimination, even on the surface level of don't discriminate against between people, they, they've been talking about that, as you say, for years, pushing that on the entire Western world anyway. Then they segue straight into vaccine discrimination, right. discriminating between people <clears> on a very literal way, giving uh, denying rights to some people yeah. based on a vaccine. So, I mean, that right there shows that you're talking about you're talking or you're dealing with disingenuous people, people who are not, uh, who are lying, basically, who are yeah. not, <clears throat> uh, don't believe what they're saying, and they're doing it for their own agenda. Yeah. But the problem is, it seems that so many people ha don't have that ability to discriminate the way you described it. They don't have that ability to navigate reality, uh, especially when, when something, you know, something a little bit complicated comes up. But it's not even that it's complicated. What's complicated for those people is the idea that government would be lying to them. That's, what they, that's when their thinking goes offline. They can't or won't go there because it implies that they have to, I suppose, think for themselves. And they don't want to think for themselves because I suppose they're not able to think for themselves. Or they don't feel able to think for themselves and navigate life based on their own thinking and their own discernment of what is and what is not true or what they should and shouldn't do. And that's, yeah, like we say, no more or much more, much more, relevant and pertinent to these people when there's a problem, a big problem. And when fear is a fear of their own death or all sorts of different ki kinds of fears are pushed on them by government, they're told. Again, it, the problem is relying on an external source in this world of, of authority to, you know, navigate the, the, the details, you know, big and small of your life. 
And that's exactly what they've done to people over the past 18 months. I mean, look what they did with lockdowns and stuff. I mean, they basically were telling people when they could leave their houses, when they could go to the store, what they could not could and couldn't do yeah. in a very minute basis. And there's a significant portion of any given population that is A-OK with that. Loves it. Feels very comforted. Comforted. Secure beneath the watchful eyes. Mommy and Daddy are looking after us. And they will deny the evidence that mommy and daddy are bad actors. Mommy and daddy don't really have your best interests at heart. In fact, they may actually not like you very much and want to screw you over. And as evidence for that piles up, rather than slowly start to accept it, many people shove their head deeper and deeper in the sand. Yeah, double down. And that's that's disastrous. Like, that's not going to have a good... And, I mean, the, the platform we're on right now, YouTube, I mean, we class them as part of the mainstream media, basically, you know what I mean? Um, they're doing exactly the same thing. Um, maybe they won't... Maybe they'll ban this video for me saying that, but that's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're deplatforming people, well, them they, and Twitter, for people for telling... The, for this what, week, YouTube deplatformed Sky News Australia. Right. Yeah. Which is obviously a mainstream source. Look at that <coughs> shift in power right. there. A social media platform can ban an MSM right. platform, right. just which just happens to have, a bit like Fox News in the States, a select group of people who have been consistently attempting, question, like we have, question. questioning the official narrative and attempting to report the facts yeah. consistently. And they were banned for, quote, misinformation about COVID. Mm-hmm. While misinformation about COVID pours From- out of every... Outlet, uh, including the outlet. White House, yeah. as we pointed out, yeah. whether by accident or not, it's it's almost almost forgive people for trying to keep the COVID narrative straight mm-hmm. when they can't because it keeps changing, yeah. contradicting itself. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. We had a question this week actually from uh, from someone we know who, who wanted us to just address a topic maybe quickly about um how people generally speaking the idea is how people can stay sane and balanced during all of this um you know in terms of their mental spiritual physical health basically and what they what they can do as they as they see this kind of craziness coming down and how they can stay yeah stay sane um what's the answer to that one how do you stay sane well well a, a lot of the Let's say of the percentage, let's call it 10%, who can see and are reacting, a lot of them are going the route of protests, of nailing their colours to the mass, of making this, another metaphor, of making this the hill they will die on. That is an option. You won't hear us advocate that because we won't be doing that. We're taking the point of view that this, in the medium to long term, is unsustainable and will fall of its own accord right. because of the basic fragile ecosystem of all of our ec- economies and social life mm-hmm. breaking here, breaking there, and eventually reaching a threshold of collapse of some mm-hmm. form or another. Well, we certainly support, so, we certainly support people. Who, who, who take out, a stand, who, who absolutely. Get out, who get out and protest. Like yeah. there are million, or probably millions of people in France who have been out protesting over the past few weekends. So we certainly support those people and their right to do that. And yeah. it's the right thing to do, I think, because they see what's going on and they, sh- they need to take a stand and they're doing it to protect their own society, the place where they live. You know, you have to remember government, government officials uh, don't live in the same society you live in. Yeah. You know, they're not part of your society. And the, the policies they're implementing on society 
do not affect them. They yeah. affect these ordinary people. So, of course, they're going to stand up and say, look, I don't like the way this is going. Those orders you're giving us are not good for me and my community. And we all agree, or at least the people that are here all agree that this is not a good thing and we want we want to put a stop to it and you have to put a stop to it. And that's like totally within their rights and they should be doing it. I, I, I fully support those people in doing that. Um, but, yeah, we kind of take the – well, we obviously we want to share information and in a certain sense we're supporting those people by – putting out information like 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 we're doing right now but we're kind of like more like uh i suppose documenters of the event uh, and reporting on the on, on the event as it as it progresses you know and like you just said we don't think it's going to last very long but that doesn't mean everything's going to get better we don't know but like we said previously there's a real risk right now that some something worse uh is it may well be coming down the line as a result of these government policies, these crazy draconian government policies that are that they're imposing on society, that are dividing society, and obviously having direct impacts on people's lives, on their jobs, on the economy, and on health. Uh, that may, like I said, come back to bite in a big way yeah. in the not too distant future. So there's more to come, basically. So this isn't, like you said, this isn't a hill that anybody should kind of die on because the show isn't over yet, and it may get a lot worse. But that gets it back to then, what do you do about it? I don't know. So we don't protest. If you don't feel like it, you should feel like you're going to go out and protest and, 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 and necessarily change things that way if you don't feel like doing that. But uh, just how to handle the whole situation because of the watching, as our, as our listener said, watching the, uh, the whole thing kind of go in a really bad direction and being worried about that. Well, keep in mind that, you know, <laughs> it'll get worse. <laughs> keep in mind that... Uh, that it won't last forever mm -hmm. and you know pathocracy has only one way to go which is down corrupt government has only one way ultimately which is to go which is down and um you know definitely take some time off and and you know go and walk in nature you know keep doing sports keep yourself active and keep sharing and, and networking with people that you of like mind who see things the same way and take take heart and solace and in, in that fact that there are other people who, who see the world the same way that you do and that those people, you know, will continue to see the world in that way and that they may, may be, they may have a, a decisive role in, in how things turn out. And you as one of those people should kind of keep that faith in a certain sense that things will work out okay in the end, but that things are going to be pretty bumpy, uh, over the next short while but you know you're up to it you're made for it and uh, and as i said take time out when you need it and just you know you can switch it all off for a short period of time and just you know do something that does not involve watching any of the madness uh, until you feel refreshed you know yeah do something completely different completely different <coughs> um use your hands get creative try something out for th that's new if you are going to <clears throat> be online be strict with yourself and watch YouTube videos on how to do that thing you've always wanted to do, but uh, I've always had endless distractions before to put off doing. Um, we were discussing this with some some friends recently, and <clears throat> something that was observed was the, the fact that when this hit, and throughout then, the last year and a half, the toll is taken on any given person depends an awful lot 
on what they were like before, what they were doing before, the strength of psychological resilience to mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. had an enormous effect on how depressed they became, mm -hmm. <clears throat> how much they felt like just throwing it all and becoming more nihilistic and just saying, well, whatever. Because the, the, the lure to sleep is strong. Mm -hmm. I remember when this hit in March 2020. I mean, I felt it up a bit too. I think I'm sure others felt it strong. It was, you know, kind of the announcement of totalitarianism. It was still, it wasn't as in your face as we are seeing it now. But still, it was in the air. Everyone felt it. Mm -hmm. It was like, wow, this is global and total in scope. I'll just go with the flow. You know, there's nothing we can do at this point. Yeah, hunker down. Okay. Hunker down. I'll watch more Netflix. Yeah. I'll eat more food. Mm. I'll watch more porn. Just the lure to sleep was just like, come, just give up. Join this, have, you know, you may as well. Don't worry about work. Mm -hmm. There was no incentive to, oh, my God, my family and food. Mm -hmm. There was a little fake one where people panicked correctly as if they were in an actual ca ca catastrophic scenario. Remember, everyone was going to the shops, the stores were mm -hmm. empty of some mm -hmm. foods, mm -hmm. toilet paper and so on. From people responded correctly and they did something. They, they channeled their, mm -hmm. their fears and their worries into correct doing. Yeah. But when that quickly became apparent that that was taken care of, the governments were saying, don't worry, if you work, don't work, we'll give you, we'll pay for 80% of your salary, mm -hmm. just stay at home. And they went, oh, oh, phew. well, they sat back and then they hit the Netflix. I watched tons of movies. I watched all these things. I've, I read all these books I wanted to read. Some of it was more creative than other. I uh, did my garden. But you can see that the uh, because this was not, because this was a fake, well, I don't want to call it a fake pandemic, but because the, the, the message about what they claimed it was in no way matched the reality, people fell into this ennui yeah. big time. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to have to, if you're still in that, you're going to have to pull yourself out of it because you will be genuinely psychologically tested yeah. as things go forward. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think the, the most productive way to approach that is to um, is to take an active, like we said, with breaks now and again for just degaussing and chilling out and stuff, but actively observe what's going on. And you can do that as long as you have the right perspective on it. You know, don't have the perspective that this is some kind of, uh, you know, totalitarian takeover and it's all going down the road of Nazi Germany or something like that and it's all going to be horrible, there's going to be concentration camps. You know, there's no point in having that doom and gloom perspective. You should look at it from a slightly detached perspective. You can be shocked, horrified, amazed, wowed by just the craziness of the whole thing. But keep in mind that it's very likely that it's not going to go to the super doom and gloom places that your imagination can, can produce. But it is going to be pretty crazy and bizarre. And in that sense, it can be slightly <laughs> kind of sort of interesting and sort of even fascinating and also obviously depressing from time to time. But when you get too depressed, pull yourself back out of it and remind yourself that, you know, there is an end point to all of this and there will be a kind of in a certain sense of renewal, I suppose, afterwards. Um, but we just have to suffer through the BS, unfortunately, um, between now and then. Um, but you know, you may as well, you can choose any day to believe whatever you want. People choose their beliefs all the time. Even the, most of them don't even know what their beliefs are, but they act on their beliefs all the time. 
so make your beliefs kind of conscious, as conscious as possible, and then choose which ones serve you and which ones don't. And you can, you're free to choose. At this point, with chaos coming down the pipe at you know full steam and saturating the entire planet, you know you're free to to decide as as things fall apart and nobody knows what's going on anymore and what everybody thought was the way reality worked isn't the way it works anymore and stuff. You're free to pick a positive belief, you know. Not a delusional belief, but a positive one, you know, within that to work towards and to have as your, your you know, your general outlook on life um, and on this entire situation. And you can, it can be positive, despite the fact that it looks negative. And of course, the government and media and stuff are trying their best to make everybody afraid and see it in a neg- see the world and life and their own lives in a very negative way, like they're all in danger of dying and stuff. You can dismiss that because, you know, and that's part of the, the observing it is that you look into it, do a bit of research, and you inform yourself that that's not true, that I'm not in danger of dying from this virus or, or, or anything else right now anyway. You know, so there's lots of different ways, that, and, and to, to, lots of different ways to, to deal with that in a proactive, you know, fact-based way that helps you to navigate it much better. And, you know, there's lots of things to keep you, to keep you busy even in doing that in terms of, you know, learning about it, researching, researching health, uh, health topics or whatever, what's, what, you know, because obviously you do probably want to keep your health uh, in tip-top shape as much as possible. Um, so there's all sorts of stuff there that you can do to improve and better yourself, and simply by improving and bettering, bettering yourself in physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, you'll feel better as a result of doing that, and it'll equip you to deal with the torrent of bullshit that will no doubt continue to flow and worsen over the, over the coming, uh, coming months and maybe years. Yeah, apply the knowledge that came out accidentally as yeah. a result of this. Right. We we now know. Forget SARS-CoV two. We now know that protocols such as the one that DDA rolled had been working on prior to this with enormous success of hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and zinc supplementation. That's just one. In the states, there's another guy with talks about high-dose vitamin D in conjunction with vitamin C. And AZT, I think, atrazine or something like that. Anyway, some of these, those of those three, I think two of them are anti, antivirals and one's an antibacterial. You know, you can take them. You got to be careful with these things. As well, you're kind of on your own because it's rare that you'll find a doctor who will guide you through it. But there's enough information mm-hmm. out there. The these um, medicines and supplements are still available. As much as they try to make it really hard, you can still get them. You stock up on them and you take them. You can take them prophylactically in some cases. You can take them in an, through an ongoing illness such that no matter what comes down the pike, if it's SARS-CoV-2, an extreme variant that you're hit with, you can cope. If it's a super variant that is a result of gen- recombination in vac- uh, because of the vaccines, you can cope and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Trust, it, yeah. there, there's not only no reason for you to fear what the government's telling you to fear, but there's no reason for you to fear even the effects even of, the of, of unintentional effects yeah. of what they're doing yeah for sure yeah so just uh, you know keep yourself keep yourself in the straight and narrow and don't don't fall into depression you know because that again is generally a choice you know yeah Inc- uh, including what 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 would you say to people who feel like they've no choice in their situation to take one of the vaccines yeah well i mean the vaccines generally speaking, are not 
a major problem. Nobody, vast majority of people are not going to die as a result of the vaccines, even if there's something weird in vaccines that some people suggest and all that kind of stuff. I don't think any of them uh, pose any significant risk to you that they're going to turn you into a zombie or they're going to kill you or anything like that, uh, as long as you know you're you're relatively healthy and and you like you follow the kind of protocols that 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 you just mentioned. And the thing you have to remember about the but the vaccines, and this is all of them, even though the mRNA ones are a bit more dodgy in the sense that they're experimental, but still, vast majority of people won't have a problem with those. Um, but all of those vaccines, the main component of them is the spike protein. And people freak out about, oh, getting injected with the spike protein and it itself is inflammatory and can damage you and stuff. The, the thing you have to remember is that this virus was as we've talked about in previous shows, very likely around since mid-2019. Uh, so it's more than two years right now that's been around. And even before the lockdowns and the pandemic, quote-unquote, was declared, it had been around for at least six months, probably nine months. And it was spreading throughout the population. Now think about how fast viruses spread with modern, air, you know, with international air travel and travel in general and stuff, shipping, all that kind of stuff, spread very quickly. So by now, the vast majority of the world have been exposed to that virus, which probably came from a lab, uh, so it was genetically tweaked and all that kind of stuff, but you've been exposed to it already, and your immune system has dealt with it. I, you've already been exposed to that spike protein, and your immune system dealt with it. So even if you find yourself in a situation where you're forced to get the, the vaccine, which means getting, in one way or another, injected with spike proteins, uh, you've already had those spike proteins in your body, and your body dealt with them. So you have a good reason to believe that you will be able to deal with any negative effects of the, if you happen to even encounter them, any negative effects of, of, of the vaccines. And it won't have any long-term serious lasting damage. So I understand why people on a principled stance don't want to take a vaccine when the government is basically telling you you have to do something even though there's no good evidence or no good reason for it. I can understand just the resistance to that, just to stand up for yourself. But depending on your situation, if you, you really, it would, be, you know, create negative a negative situation, a very bad situation for you if you were to refuse, refuse to take it, then I don't think you should die on the principled stance hill of just, I'm not taking it just because and you and you certainly, because you certainly you don't have any real reason uh, to be concerned about any negative health effects or any other effects from the spike protein because yeah. like I said, it's already been in you. Yeah. Um, on that, some data from India this week. India's, India does regular zero surveys of its population, and mm. the way they calculate, they, they're actually, they've been keeping track of SARS-CoV-2 in the wild and reporting it in their mainstream press. You see, some countries kind of didn't get the hint yeah. that you're supposed to manage this in such a way that we want to corral people into the vaccines right. and other lockdown restrictions. They just went, oh, what? Okay, SARS-CoV-2 and we... And okay, sure. And then off they went. So India this week announced that two in three, at least sixty-seven percent, is the exact number they gave of Indians. Think of like rural India. Sixty-seven percent of that one point four billion people have SARS-CoV two antibodies. Well, there you go. The overwhelming majority of whom are not vaccinated. Right. Well, that just tells you that it spread what you know Saturated. massively around the world over the past two years. And uh, yeah. there it is. There, yeah. Indian Express, big, big uh, outlet in India. Yeah, go to the next one, actually, Scott. That's about a billion people in India alone. It's, that's just one billion people, yeah. If you go to the next one, this is data from the Office for National Statistics in the UK, the government 
also publishes the data, but the media is smart not to mention this too right. loudly. Let's go down a little. Um, <clears throat> first paragraph or two. Here we go. Top paragraph. This is end of June. Oh, five weeks ago now. In England, it is estimated that 9 in 10 or 91.9% of the population would have tested positive for antibodies against SARS-CoV-2. Suggesting that they had infection in the past or have been vaccinated. That's... Oh, that's... That's, that's pretty, beyond that, herd immunity. And they're estimating it. It's pretty much everybody in the population. It's probably much closer to like 99%. Pretty much everybody in one way or another has come in contact with this virus long before June as well. So all of the... And having, you know, being exposed to that virus gives you natural immunity to it. And that's actually one of the stipulations, in, at least even in France, for this COVID pass. It's either a vaccine, a PCR test, or well, having had it before. Now, again, they say having, having become ill with it before, having had, you know, a, a, a obvious symptoms of, of COVID. Uh, but that also applies to people who don't have obvious symptoms. I mean, people's immune systems are very different uh, from, from, from person to person. So that's everybody then. Yeah. If, 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 the, if the French vaccine pass and any other, country, any other country's vaccine pass is based on those three criteria, then everybody gets a vaccine pass based on their own innate immune system because everybody has been exposed to this virus, which provides, uh, which produces antibodies to this virus. Therefore, everybody's fine. Yeah. Can we just drop it all now? Is that it? Is it over? Is it finished? In Wales, it's estimated that 9 in 10 adults, 92%, would have tested positive. Northern Ireland, 90%. Yeah, Scotland, nine, pretty much 90%. <clears throat> everybody, so every, and that's, the same for every, that's probably the same for every single country based, as we know, on the way viruses travel around the world in the modern day and stuff. So, yeah, this... this, this this story's over, like it's done it's deal, right? Over. We've, uh, can we declare that that basically the pandemic is over now? Yeah. All right, we'll put that out there as a press release. This uh, John Neil. That'll be the show time. Newsreel John Neil says that the pandemic is over. Everybody can go back to normal. Drop all the bullshit. It's all done. Let's go. Done. Party? Anyone? No. Get the beers out. Because what do you mean no? Sleepy Joe Science Biden says decreed this week that all federal employees would be vaccinated. Mm. Alain Macron, just like in France. No jab, no job. This was a conspiracy theory last year. It's now government policy. Mm -hmm. um, people are worried about this. Look, so what we're saying is, <clears throat> if you are in a position where your livelihood, your income depends on this, it's not the end of the world if you, quote, comply, it'll feel bitter because a part of you will feel like, oh, I'm giving these assholes what they want. But at the same time, maybe it isn't such a high cost. I mean, God God forbid you actually, you know, you, you, you don't have any complications from taking the vaccine, which most people won't. And especially, I think, I think the odds go up in your favor if you take effective measures, countermeasures against it, mm -hmm. before, during, and after. As much as it will be a bitter pill, maybe give them what they want. I mean, it's, you know it's fake. You know you're not really complying. You're not really bending the knee. Not internally. Not in your inner self. You're outwardly playing along with these 
two-dimensional people who have no inner, they don't have the same inner experiences you have. They don't see the world as you do anyway. They're idiots. Let them take whatever forces are behind them that's driving them because they're clearly not animated by their own thinking minds. Let it do what it wants to do. It won't work anyway, wherever it thinks is taking all of us. Mm. You yeah. won't really be giving anything <clears throat> up. You won't be selling your soul. You won't be... You won't be absorbed into the hive Borg. You have to be one of them to begin with, mm -hmm. to be absorbed into the Borg. You're not going to be absorbed into the Borg just from taking the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Don't what, let your fears, you know, get too strong on that front. What are we... Uh, let's go through some more... Some more headlines. Well, okay, there. so Biden announced all federal employees, no job, no job. Um, a, a similar... No, but it's not similar. It's, it's a whole other way of approaching it. In Pakistan, the government announced that anyone who's not vaccinated, in fact, they did it. This was an announcement about it, but I've since read elsewhere, I can't remember, that it's been actually affected. One, one province in Pakistan is, yeah, blocking people's phones. Cool. And salaries. We'd never do that in the West, would we? No, yes, we would. Okay. <laughs> we would, but we, 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 we would. But the so far, we're relying more on the carrots of free ice creams and donuts. Yeah, but the pandemic. But that's over. hanging in the air. That kind of thing. The pandemic's over, so we won't. Remember, we just announced it. It's yeah. Uh, Here's another one. Next one is uh, updating Australia. As we know, is going through hell right now. Mm. It, certainly, if you're in the cities, it's uh, hellish. So here's the carrot. The current vaccination rate is 17, 18%. So Australians have been told by their hostage takers, we'll let you out of your houses. Well, actually, no. Specifically, is we'll reopen the country's borders. Yeah. But I probably implied in the threat is all this lockdown nonsense will end yeah. when if, you all get your vaccine. Yeah, 80%. So when everybody gets a vaccine and then everybody's still spreading it? And people are still being hospitalized. How can you open up? The and Europe goes happening? into a lockdown, like the UK will probably go into lockdown shortly, even though ninety percent or whatever is vaccinated. Yeah, so that's a lie. They're giving them a carrot. That's well, just to get. Vaccinated. They know they're lying about. It's just to get people vaccinated. Yeah, but of course, if they get a hundred percent of the population vaccinated, you would think if it's just about money, they would say done. Let's just drop this whole thing. If it's just about getting people vaccinated, so that big pharma can make loads of money. So, but it can't be just that. If, if everybody, or if you get. In, in in some country, I think it's in the US, is it the US, 75% or something like that? Um, or maybe it's the UK. The UK is high, yeah. Anyway, but uh, if they don't do that when, like, say, 80, 90 plus percent of the population are vaccinated, that means it's not about money. Well, it's still there in the background. Look at the advice. Um, not, only the about, CDC, not only about money. Not only. Two weeks ago, the CDC was getting pushed back specifically from the Israeli government, which is saying, guys, we're looking at our latest data and the efficacy of the Pfizer vaccine, which you promised mm. if we gave everyone two shots would be awesome. 90% so of efficacy right. is down to 39% efficacy. Right. So it's, it's about continuous. So the CDC said, don't worry, give them a third shot. Yeah. It could be about so money then to keep it coming, keep it coming. Basically, you need, maybe need boosters every year. So you want to keep, uh, or every six ongoing. months or something. So you want to keep the money and the money flowing in perpetuity, basically way into the future and it also governments may certain parts of governments may actually enjoy the control they have over population saying you know, on, playing ongoing, their game of yeah playing then, their game of simon says you know that's Simon why it, says uh, lock yourself in your house 
That's why it's pandemia forever because this is a gift horse that you know will yeah. endlessly give if they yeah. just keep playing it the right way. Yeah, for for people who for people in positions of power who actually enjoy that endless jabs and so on. And, and as complications arise from each subsequent intervention mm. by government, they'll just double down and say, mm. "Well, this week the CDC says, <sighs> shoot, okay, so actually we were wrong. It's spreading." Super spreaders can also be the vaccinated. Ergo, more lockdowns and everyone wear a face yeah. mask again. And you know, you know what I just I just said there. For people in positions of power who enjoy that, who enjoy controlling people in this way, I can imagine. I, I know that that idea is just intolerable to an awful lot of people, and that's part of the reason you say something like that on YouTube or on Twitter, and you get banned. Mm-hmm. or you get your video deleted because you have suggested that people in positions of power, i.e. our glorious leaders and stuff, are not all shiny and wonderful and good. If you say that there may be a bunch of power-mad, you know, nut jobs, or at least some of them Sorry. are, the ones pushing the agenda, but you're basically, you know, characterizing government and authority in this world in that way, and you have to if, if you follow that narrative. You know, it has to be that the ultimate power or... or you know, people with their hands on the levers are, are mal malintended towards the population that they that, and that they like controlling them. Uh, for a lot of people out there, that's just like they freak out. You know, that's just they don't want to hear that. They don't want to believe that, and they will. You know, people at YouTube or Twitter will, you know, happily delete somebody who's saying that. Will ban someone who's saying that. Not because it's not true or there's no evidence for it, but because they don't want to don't, don't want to hear you say that. They don't want to allow anyone to suggest such a horrible situation because, and it's kind of understandable because you're saying, when you say that, you're also saying that the population is pretty much screwed in a certain sense. That they're, it's kind of like the analogy we keep using is that the population are like children and a lot of them are like children, and it's like trying to tell a small child that their parents are abusive. Uh, the chat puts the child in a very difficult position because they need the parent their their very survival is dependent on the parents being there but at the same time you're saying that they should well the logical conclusion of you saying their parents are bad parents is that they ditch their parents but if i ditch my parents what do i do well i'm five years old and i have to get a job i can't get a job i can't drive a car it's an existential problem for me and that's why you get banned and deleted yeah. for saying that not not because there's no evidence for it in fact, there is evidence for it, plentiful evidence for it, but it's because the idea is unsavory and intolerable. And for a lot of people, something they simply cannot, literally cannot live with. They cannot live their lives. They won't be able to have any quality of life or any sense of well-being or whatever if they have to live in a world where they believe that governments are, act, are bad actors or are acting in a way that's, that has negative consequences for the population. They have to believe that mommy and daddy are good. Yeah, and that's a, that's a that's an insoluble problem. You can't solve that problem with people who have that level of dependency on government. There's no way to solve it. You can't make them grow up. Uh, so that's going to be a big part of all the chaos. And, and it's, in a certain sense, the division that we are accusing governments yeah. of fomenting among the population is not not completely the government's fault. They're not doing it artificially. There is that division. People like different types of people, you know, immature and more mature adults can live together in good times, but they can't live together, together in bad times when there's a requirement to push back against corrupt government because the immature people will always uh, you know, agree with and support the government no matter how bad it is. 
and the mature people will say, listen, I'm going to stand up here as the only adult in the room and do something about this and speak out against it. So there is that underlying and always has been underlying latent division among human beings and it's simply coming out right now and it's caused and it, yeah it's it's a problem it's a big problem it's an insoluble problem but again the main problem in it is government who's creating the bad times that provokes that or that exacerbates that division that otherwise would be manageable and has been manageable mm-hmm. for most of human history yeah so what else are we on um next one yeah, show us, show us the next headline there, Scotty. Um, oh, this is... Yeah, you want to hear this? Great, she had a great idea. We can just tell, tell you what she said. Do you want to hear said? <laughs> she said, don't talk to your neighbours because of COVID. Don't even talk to them. Even when you see them in the supermarket, don't talk to them. Don't look at them. Don't turn their way. Because if you turn their way to speak to them, you'll spray them with the deadly... COVID venom. Do you want to hear said? Nah, no. It's it's just She's such oh, a Karen. It's horrifying. You know they uh, no. No. There's actually we have a bunch of other things we're gonna go play on. Here. Let's scoot on. Um next. Oh, Don Lemon and Cuomo. That's my dream. Both of them together in a room. And me with a big stick. Um, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but um, don't get the vaccine. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine. You don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine. Can't go to work. Don't have the vaccine. Can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's where I think we should be right now, because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change their so know, circular logic they just keep He's going back and saying well it's my justice freedom, warrior, it's whatever. i'm free well your kid's not free to give other kids meningitis in school yes yeah yeah take a vaccine to do and that a gift box you gotta take vaccines to, in order to get to be employed so uh, what is the big deal and all these people yeah, are saying i don't want to put uh, this just stuff pause down i just want to interrupt don if don't sorry uh yeah, the thing, the big deal there is that kids uh, are, it's known, well known now that kids don't uh, actually are more or less immune to this virus and don't spread it. Just a small, small detail in your argument there. Uh, d- a small detail that completely undermines your argument and exposes you as a complete asshole, but an idiot, but uh, that's fine. Carry on. <laughs> Drinking on the weekend and putting other substances in their bodies, that's way worse for them than a vaccine. So, come on, let's be real. Yeah, look, there are yeah, people let's be real, who have Don't health exceptions. I think they're the very pronounced minority. Yeah. He's a very pronounced minority of fucking <laughs> absolute shithead. Uh, yeah, right, we got more. The, last, the only total <clears throat> compliance. The, the next one's the mayor of New York. Scoot on. Oh, Mayor of New York. We're going to do a major vaccination drive for kids 12 years old and up. And look, I'm a parent. My kids went to New York City public schools. If my kids were going to school in September, I would be running to get them vaccinated right now. And and Good like man. was said a moment ago, you, we used to do this as parents all the time for a variety of vaccinations. We've got to shape people at this point and say, come on now. We tried voluntary. You know, we on, could man. not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. Mm. Free testing everywhere you turn, 
incentives, friendly, warm embrace. The mm. voluntary phase is over. Thank we you. can keep doing those things. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm saying voluntary alone doesn't work. It's time for mandates for a bit of a because it's the only way to protect our people. It's time for a bit of totalitarianism. Being nice hasn't worked. So now we're going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> it's the only way to go. So we tried to ask you nicely to get a vaccine. I want but, to be a liberal, but you forced me not to be. Yeah. This is going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me <laughs> as he beats the vaccine into you. Uh, yeah, de Blasio. Yeah, they're wonderful people. They're just shitheads. All of them are just shitheads. I'm sorry, but they're, they're just full of shit. Like, they can't, they couldn't think they're fucking way out of a wet paper bag. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, maybe we should scoot on to some of the crazy weather. Yeah, week. as um, if we haven't had enough crazy on the show already. Um, well, this is this is one of their things, right? So, f- part of what they're, they're trying on. to tell people to believe is that the climate's changing, and, and it's your fault, and we can do something about it, mm. right? I don't know. I'm seeing like the climate completely doing things that show us the climate. Show us. Okay, so first of all, well, Alaska had a strongest quake in half a century. I mean, the last strongest quake Alaska had was a nine point something. It was the strongest measured earthquake yeah. in the modern era. 8.2. No, there were no, reaper, no, we've got nothing about that. I mean, there were no, no major tsunami, no nothing. But still, okay, that was last week. Um, in Turkey, Greece... Other Mediterranean resorts, I'm not sure how widespread it was, but there's scenes of people fleeing wildfires mm-hmm. at beach resorts, getting onto ships. It's just somewhere in southern Turkey. Of course, keep you warm at night. Here in Western Europe, it's f- relatively freezing cold summer. On the eastern half, it's scorching hot. Such extremes. That's um, some resort in southern Turkey. But yeah, I've got a report here that says... People in Sicily, mm-hmm. Greece, and Turkey at least, they had to do rescues of tourists from resorts because they couldn't flee anywhere inland. Mm-hmm. They had to go to the sea. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing is going to get worse. It has been happening over the past few years. It happened in Australia last year where yeah. a whole town was uh, completely walled off by fire. They had to be rescued by sea. <clears throat> right, and even in, <clears throat> even in that part of uh, the Mediterranean, it's, you know, it's happened... But they've been increasing in intensity, and um, and of course, anybody who watches our uh, monthly Earth Changes Roundup video roundup of everything, all the craziness around the world knows that uh, a lot of different environmental kind of uh, extreme weather events and you know all sorts of things, earthquakes, tornadoes, that kind of thing, have been increasing in intensity. Not to mention fireballs shooting through the sky there was one just in, in turkey as well actually just this i think yesterday there was a big green fireball shot across turkey so yeah it's like the chaos on the planet is being matched by chaos among the human population seems to be being matched and that's the bad thing and the there extremes some, the extremes yeah. of things turkey is the same country where last week in the in its northeast corner there were such devastating flash floods that they were washing 18 wheeler trucks into the ocean mm. i mean torrents raging freaking torrents of water Mm. Um, 
What's uh, what else have we got? Well, meanwhile, there's wildfires in the Arctic Circle. Mm. Again, southwestern France, where we are, barely made it to 15 degrees centigrade yesterday on the last day of July. It should be 35C. Meanwhile, it is 35 plus C in Yakutsk, which is, I think it's in northern Siberia or the yeah. Russian Far East. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just, That's as far as the eye can see, flames. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we'll go to the next one. You f- flip the hemispheres. It's winter time in the, the south. Brazil is getting snow. First time in decades. They say in decades. That's being generous. The last time a blizzard hit of any type was 1957. But yesterday and today, 40 cities, four zero cities in the tropics of southern Brazil are snowed in. Wow. Snowed in. Sometimes it's just, you know, yeah. a light dusting. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's pretty heavy. Pretty intense, yeah. Certainly very unusual. It's like, it's not that things are flipping, it's that things are super chaotic. Basically. Super extreme. And look at the suggestion in that tweet at the top. Harp in full swing. This is yeah, the alternative right. conspiracy theory version of man-made global warming. Right. That's this is the, okay, the government is hiding something, but what they're hiding is not that humans created. It's that you bastards out there creating, in power with your creating, machines right. are doing this. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That might be, some of that kind of thing might be going on, but they are not that powerful. And this, Don't give them more power than they already have. They, they're on a power trip. Yeah. This is, uh, this is the response of the environment. Well, it's also maybe cyclical. That kind of thing happens right. in periodically in, in human history where the, the kind of, Things just go very kaflui, you know. It's got, it's very complicated. There's all different uh, factors involved in it, but that it is uh, cyclical or periodic, and uh, and it just so happens, and maybe there's a correlation. It just so happens that right now it's happening when uh, the human population is flipping out as well. So it does seem to kind of match in a certain sense, but certainly, yeah. and maybe that's the way it happened in, in previous cycles when when you know. Things. Yeah, there were big we're changes. When basically. was the last time there were seven, eight billion people? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. But maybe at the times, even if there were fewer people, when right. the climate flipped in a certain sense or went crazy, there was equivalent chaotic or chaos amongst the uh, amongst the human population. But the problem is that it, one feeds into the other. Um, chaos in the domain of human affairs is definitely exacerbated by craziness on the climate level, because that has direct impact on food supply, growing conditions, crops, all sorts of stuff. And if, if you want to see some chaos, empty your supermarket and don't fill it for two weeks. You're going to see some chaos. Yeah. Uh, that last one was South Africa, just to, to back up the Brazil thing. South Africa, a uh, snowstorm, smashes all-time low temperature records over the past 24 hours. Crazy. What's the next one? This is France. Mm-hmm. Um, what a summer's on record. Yeah, for sure. That's what we've just been saying. It's pretty, uh, pretty crappy summer here right now. And it's like this is an example of what I was just saying just before this, which is, is that this kind of changing weather systems um, and extreme weather has a direct impact on this is obviously champagne. Now, nobody's going to die because they won't get, them, get the champagne, but it's not just grapes that are involved in this kind of thing or that may well be involved in this. You're talking about yeah. staples like grains 
uh, and other crops. Yeah. Look at those lovely grapes. There was another question from a listener. Um, What's your current take on the green agenda? What green agenda? I suppose they're referring to... In Italy, it's called a green pass. You know that? Yeah. The COVID pass is called a green pass. It was too in Israel, yeah. Green pass. It's just a green light pass, right? But yeah, sneaky. something like that. Is that like climate change pass? Get your vaccine to stop the climate changing. How about that? that can, we, can we get some science to back that up? <laughs> you know they're actively cooking that mes- the, yeah. the messaging for that. Because with this kind of thing, what if, I think it's going to... Get a vaccine to stop eating meat. For example, there's a we talked about it a couple of shows ago. There's a merging of messaging, yeah, so, so, to the point where you're not even sure is this an article about COVID or about oh, it's a tax on meat. What's that got to do with COVID? I don't know, but the government announced both at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, um, but th- this, I wonder if in the back of their minds they're they're watching these kinds of events and anticipating large numbers of people on the move. Not just that there's a shortage and that in any given locale. Or breakdown in supply chains, mm-hmm. but what if it's the region is messed up enough and the numbers are too big for any amount of government help to get it back on its feet, and they start moving? Yeah, I wonder if lockdowns are part of a conditioning process. Well, for sure, it's don't very, move, stay right there. It's very useful as well, yeah, to uh, for any future crisis. I mean, this this is. The, the kind of conditions that they subjected people to and the conditioning that they subjected people to over the past 18 months are certainly, they think, I'm sure, very useful for any number of other scenarios where it's, uh, where, where, you know, the shit hits the fan, basically, it's in one way or another. It's perfect, you know? So, yeah. What's, was that the end of our crazy weather? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we've kind of been going on almost two hours here. Um, I've been waffling on here. Uh, but the main thing, the main take home from this is that the pandemic's over, right? Yeah. We just went through the details and the pandemic's over. You can all basically just drop the masks, just throw off the shackles and carry on as if uh, it was the old normal. Go ahead. Yeah. It's all good. And just print yourself a piece of paper that says COVID pass on it. Yeah. And a green check mark. Yeah. Show that to everyone and it'd be like... Yeah. And then show them this You can try. You can try your way through that, but they are also... Saying they're they're gonna crack down on that, yeah. With fines. Well, we'll see, but uh, I don't know. Um, we just have to wait and see. Basically, the pandemic is over for those of us who have enough common sense left and information, yeah. and can see ourselves what's going on based on the numbers. It's the opposite of what they were telling us two weeks ago. Remember, they were saying the pandemic for me as a vaccinated person is over oh no yeah for me as a vaccinated person it's just wednesday but there's a pandemic for all the rest of you all of it's, it's actually the change. opposite it's there's a pandemic still in their head but right. there isn't for us yep so we need john lennon he's at a war and he can sing about the pandemic being a pandemic is over if you want it pandemic is over now says joe and neil by following the science. <clears throat> By following the science. Impeccable logic. Watch the show again. Pick out the bits. We followed it through. There is The pandemic is over, basically. 
um, by their standards, except they're just not telling you that. Um, so, yeah. We'll call it quits. Yeah, let's leave it there. Yeah. We ended on a song for the first time. That was good. Maybe we'll end on songs in the future. Put in your requests for songs to end the show. Uh, yeah. So anyway, listen, thanks for listening to all our, our listening, watching. I suppose most people are watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, push all the buttons. Just I don't know what buttons. Push all the buttons on the page on YouTube, right? Um, Mash them. As many Mash times them. as possible because uh, somehow that's good. And um, <laughs> do it because we said so. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week with another update on craziness and whatever else has been happening. Probably just craziness. But we'll keep you abreast of all the details and we'll, as usual, have our fish and we'll be using that and other things like our brains and stuff to figure out what's actually going on and to, you know, simplify things for you. So you have a good dose of reality as opposed to the mainstream media and government made up bullshit reality because no one wants that so see you next week thanks for watching bye, bye everyone bye, bye can't stop the signal now mm -hmm.